0: I think the way to say it is I'm uh, I I don't I'm uh, I'm not getting over it I'm not uh, is that the way to say it like I'm still surprised by this practice I'm 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 not getting uh, I don't know if it's used to it or some something like I'm it's surprising to me. Is the sound can can the r- the sound reach when I speak like this? Okay. So. Um, yeah i'm a little bit in ah surprised this must be a word around there that described my experience of um, what happens is it the space or is it a, uh, i sit. i think a lot as a portal when uh, when what we call meditation you know that particular uh, kind of presence sati the name in pali uh, Bani referred to it uh, a number of times uh, in its in the, in the pali word sati that kind of um, you know non nonviolent violent presence curious presence non-judging present presence so one aspect that uh i'm I'm tasting or interested in uh, of this quality is the 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 letting go momentarily of uh, any demands on reality on experience on self so that to me that's an expression of nonviolence in a way It's like this I sit here this the the nonviolence can be such that i'm not even demanding something from this moment you know to be further along or feel more like that you know like this is dropped is there's something about it that is extremely vulnerable um raw i don't know if that's the right word but uh, naked it would be <laughs> i think a good word it feel, feels naked i'm not even without my you know preferences and opinions and and uh, demands I like I drop this you know and my, my practice is pretty unstable you know I can drop this for a couple of seconds at most you know and then I pick up an opinion you know or wanting to be further along or to keep up oh, I like I like that uh, nakedness that's good let's keep it <laughs> you know very quickly I acquire you know, I'm in an acquiring mind, or owning, appropriating mind. And uh, and so I basically just sit here and walk here, and just practicing, practicing, entering that space of uh, vul- vulnerability. This, this is just how it is right now. And the, it, how it is, it's anything. It can be cold, or it could be... fragile or confused, you know, and I'm not, the way I understand practice these days, and this is probably a dynamic alive, so, so it's a very personal way to describe this. But I sit here and if confusion is here, then it seems like my job or is just to uh, allow dejection or confusion or what is an experience I have often is uh, often is uh, startled is that uh, an experience like what'm what supposed to what am I supposed to do with th- this that just happened you know or was said or was not said or you know because I think I, I don't know if you function like this, but I keep laying on life uh, you know, just a, a little assumptions, you know, mm. that, you know, this will go like this. Mm. I'm not even totally, con- I'm not conscious of it until it's revealed that this was a fabrication. Do you see what I mean? Oh, I thought we were, but that's not what you, oh, you know, oh, you know. Oh, okay. The, okay. So, startled. Is that a good description of that moment? so um, you know just allowing uh, startledness like expectations to be revealed almost constantly oh I just expected you know this and this is that you know I even do this with meals I see meals and I expect a certain texture or taste and sometimes like oh You know, I'm either pleasantly surprised that it doesn't fit my expectation, or I'm uh, disappointed, you know, because I thought it would be, you know. I, ha- I had that the other day with um, aubergine, you know. I just saw on the table, it's, a, it's a n- a not here, aubergine here is always like perfectly cooked at IMS. It was another <laughs> place. It was interesting, just, oh, oh look how, I, if I do this to aubergine, you know, lay a little trip on aubergine, you know. It's gonna be satisfying, it's gonna taste like this. And suddenly, like, like it was not the chewiness I wanted from aubergine, and I was disappointed. Because, you know, I was not asking for much in life. <laughs> you know, just the aubergine to be like this, and it was like that. And to me, that uh, that's, it's, uh, it's significant, you know, that's in these little things that uh, I can uh, discover how this mind is working against freedom, you know, or against... Uh. And then that's in this field also that for me, tenderness can arise. Oh, look at that. Of course, of course, you know, you know, being a human being, not knowing what's coming, you know, you have to project, anticipate, assume, you know, like all these things we do, you know, of course. And then, of course, life is as it is, not as I envisioned it, you know, or feared it, or expected to be. And so the practice is a lot of just, of just that, you know, I would like the bell to ring, but it doesn't. And sometimes I'm in this predicament, and I'm the one who's going to ring the bell. <laughs> I have, I have the, I have the stick. <laughs> so that uh, dropping of, uh, that revealing of expectation, of that dropping of demands. And the tenderness, the tenderness, I have to say, I I, um, I think it might be a couple of years ago now. uh, I mean, just the title already was a a, a big invitation for me. A book from um, Zenju Earthen Manuel, The Way of Tenderness. Just the title was a a big uh, teacher for me. And then, I think in the introduction, I didn't read it again, I want to, but I remember something that she was saying about, the, I think the expression, the two words that came together were complete tenderness, complete tenderness for this human experience. For her, it was, um, I would not want to misrepresent her. Um, so, the book is the way of tenderness. The best thing to do is to read it and sit, sit with uh, with this teacher. But there was a, it was about um, you know, having complete tenderness for this um, particularity of this uh, human experience. And for her, it was uh, being in a body that is uh, 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 of a skin color that is not uh, as valued as other skin colors as completely weird as this is or being in a body that is of a gender that is not as valued as another or other gender or being in a body that is uh, oriented sexually or romantically towards a center a certain other gender that is not uh, what is expected or valued anyway she talks about uh, complete tenderness not dismissing not bypassing not uh, that expression complete tenderness just like blew my mind like reoriented my practice in a way. And in a way, since uh, then, I think that's been the practice of walking and sitting. Complete tenderness towards this, just this, and sometimes this is nothing, or like boring at uh, first sight, is that the way to say it? It's a very intriguing, rich uh, practice uh, for me, this complete tenderness and the absence of the complete and the absence of the tenderness, you know, the fluctuations in there. Some words they... um, over the course of practice, for me, some words have um, gained, um, you know, I've had vibrancy, I don't know if you relate to this, you know, and at some point, whoops, they don't. You know, so I'm using this word here and it can vibrate differently in you. It's, um, it's, it could be a, syn- a synonymous to compassion, but compassion, I've heard too much now. So I can't, it's flat, i I don't, you know the compassion like a, oh i should be that's not the good entry point you know <laughs> so i use this word com compassion and i think uh, what we do here in this form this form of the retreat the silent retreat the sitting walking mindful movement eating uh, um is is a, is a f- fertile ground for uh, the birth of uh, compassion or tenderness no because it's not easy what we're doing um you know there's a, a schedule that is uh, is confronting you know we sit there we would like to move but there's something about the bell you know It seems like it's the bell that's going to decide. And so we come in very close, intimate encounter with what it is to be in a body. It's not easy being in a body, having all these bones and flesh and skin. And uh, so it's a fertile ground to develop. Uh, beautiful qualities of uh, mind and heart, and tenderness is one of them, To uh, that we will need, it seems, to accompany uh, ourselves on this uh, path, on this life. So that's definitely one of the qualities there. so many qualities being developed here so in a way that's uh, what I want to name and maybe celebrate invite these qualities the courage that it takes to do what we do sit with this uh, body but if it was only that maybe that would be one thing but there's also this how can we call this heart soul mind with all, some of what I described, you know, expectations in it, and how we're um, kind of pushed left and right. I don't know if that's your experience from the inside, you know, just sitting there. The body's fine for a few moments, maybe. But the mind wants to be, become, be something else experience something else, or is visited by some kind of drama that is not there, but I'm not able to recognize that, that it's not actually totally there. I'm having the debate, conversation, argument, you know, and I mean, I'm hurt by things said by people who will never say them. You know, but I really receive these words and they lacerate my heart. You know, they're kind of self-produced. I'm autonomous (laughs) on my cushion. It can create a lot of uh, inner suffering. And so, yeah, tenderness, a lot of tenderness and and another quality. I've named them last night, but I'm going back there. The... balance we're gonna it's gonna take a lot of uh, equilibrium balance to kind of stay on the cushion or stay in the walking and all the ways that I'm uh, that I could and do lose balance yeah but learning to uh, be at least some of the time uh, in equilibrium while I'm I don't know weighted down by a heavy feeling of I don't know what shame or doubt or rage or confusion or takes a lot of uh, balance and that's what this ceremony is uh, I think is created for to find in ourselves balance in the middle of a The things that we see outside that don't uh, either please us or make us feel unsafe or confused about, you know, what what we agreed on, how we agreed on being, you know, not harmful to each other and... and, um, and again that is the th- that is uh, in a way a perfect laboratory here to develop uh, these qualities balance balance equilibrium equanimity I use this synonymously yeah one particular aspect of practice of then see what if you recognize this in you one particular process i think of uh, what the way things work here um that i've seen in me and i think uh, in others is uh, we're visited by um, afflictive conflicting afflictive yeah afflictive mind states emotions and um We are called to develop, or invite, uh, great patience, courage, balance, again tenderness—all these qualities—and we're called to stay in these states for a little while because apparently they're not going away. Like doubt arises, or I don't know what else—strong longing to be somewhere else or somebody else or not exist. Don't know if you have. You're visited by this sometimes, don't want to exist now. You know? And so we're, um, what happens is, um, I, I call this high quality soaking. So there's a mind state, there's a mind state visiting. And sometimes somebody was saying this today, I think at some point in one of the meetings, like, so, it, so this mind state is there, I'm putting this in my words so this mind state is there it's uh, it's heavy or piercing or contracting in some way and okay I'm with it but what should I do next and the answer seems to be partly just stay just stay stay so that you'll be deeply touched by this what we call the middle path as i understand it so one extreme is to uh, be entranced by the mind state so i leave with it you know i'm i go with it with the thoughts with it or i deny it i don't want that mind state I sh- anything but that mind state and then this middle way where i'm awake in the middle of the mind state it's not pleasant It's afflictive and I'm remaining there with that, I don't know what. I mean, there's been so many, I'm laughing. You know, I don't know, just shame. I don't know if I'm the only one here who's ever felt that. You know, shame, shame descending as a shower on Pascal. You know, heavy shower, hot heavy shower shame not lost the right to exist but still exist you know something like this and I'd like to feel light calm spacious not not in this sit honey that's not what's gonna happen apparently (laughs) you know I'd like to be happy to be here and no shame okay so what is my job humble work okay i'm gonna let go of demands expectations shame what is the taste of shame how can i not follow what it's telling and not want to run away from it just in the middle steady not easy like i'm i hope i'm not Presenting a utopia here—it's uh, a little bit more messy than that. Huh? I get swallowed <laughs> and spit back out. You know, I collapse inwardly. You know, but still, I sit, I walk, sit, and maybe at some point, the ephemeral nature of that event is revealed, because whoops, suddenly. It dissipates, I don't know, by itself, with the bell ringing, because I see a brownie on the back table. (laughs) Suddenly, somehow, shame is not accessible, (laughs) at least for a second, because greed. (laughs) I've been saved by greed. Thank Marlon. (laughs) <laughs> Thanks, the <to> cook. <laughs> um, and so there's something in that because of that steadiness that I've been developing, that not giving up, that courage, to, and that seeing the ephemeral, you know, as it looked permanent and solid and when it was existing. And this is something I'm not getting over. I'll need another few decades or lifetimes of practice to, or I don't know, maybe that's part of it, it's never good. I'm, I'm amazed. When something exists, it so exists. Am I, do you recognize this? So when there's like shame, for example, it could be any other mind state. When it's there, it's so there. It's so there. And when it's not there, it's so not there. I've seen this, I hope I'll see it more, but it seems like it applies to anything. I see it a lot with misunderstanding it's a, as a particular rapid way to show its existence and non-existence. I, I don't know if you see what I mean, but let's say I have this, somebody, we have an agreement, let's say we meet at that corner of a street and the person is not there and maybe I take it personal or they don't really care about me or the something, you know, and it feels so real that I don't count for this person or something like this, whatever, you know, that they're late again. Yeah, that's so them, you know. And then suddenly I find out that they were at another, like, and it makes sense, you know, the text says that and you can read it like this. And suddenly I find out this was not the reality. They were not dismissive of this being or they were not late again. They were actually on time. And I, I, I like that kind of situation because it reveals so much the existence and nonexistence of a thing. Do you see what I mean? When I'm in the idea, that perception, it's so existent. And suddenly somebody said, oh, no, this is not the story. This is the story. Oh my god. And now the other story is not there anymore. The other reality <laughs> is not there anymore. And so, in this practice, I want to become really intimate with the existing nature of things. And there are also non existing nature when they're gone. I think I have a sense, an intuition, Pascal, pay attention to this. That sounds like it's the way out of confusion, that things are flickering in this way. This seems to be some of the words, a word that the Buddha used in another language. Flickering. And so as we hear the set up ceremony is made to reveal that how things seem so real while they're there and they are and they're also as much ephemeral flickering conditional unreliable shaky uh, like that so The more we're touched by this, there's an aspect of that that is extremely liberating. What does it do to you, Pascal? Well, it gives me courage when shame comes, because I know that it'll feel so existent while it's there. And so it's going to feel existent. Like I'm not going to, my mindfulness is not going to make it not feel existent, you know? Like, I'm going to be mindful, so it's going to go away. It's not going to work exactly like this. I know that being attentive will make it feel very existent until it vanishes. So something that I might be trying to say here is, no, I'm saying what I'm saying. You might not understand, and I might not say it in the best way, but I'm really saying what I'm saying. I'm not saying something else. I'll be very honest. <laughs> this, is the, this is the exact content of my mind. <laughs> there's, there's nothing else <laughs> right now there. A current understanding. is that when we bring care to phenomena, so phenomena is kind of uh, very inclusive, non-discriminatory, if that's a term that I can use, you know. Phenomena is anything that is happening. When I bring care to anything that is happening, and to me care takes the form of tenderness when it's difficult and of joy and appreciation when it's beautiful, uh, of yeah, if it's difficult, it'll also care takes the form of st- stability, balance, courage, patience, uh, you know. So if I bring care, when I bring care to what is happening, phenomena, experiences, have a way to, when there's intimacy, that's a way to describe it. So when there's intimacy with what is experienced, and it could be a step, a taste, it could be an opinion it could be uh, anything of the six senses you could say one way to describe it so when there's intimacy there's care there's a quality connection with what is happening pleasant unpleasant neutral when there's a careful encounter with an event It's, it's like when we care for our friends and things, they reveal themselves. And so when I care for what is happening, it reveals to me what I could not see with my superficial attention, with my careless or even dismissive uh, way of being in relationship with events. I don't want that event, inner outer. Do you recognize <coughs> something? that event is here that event is here let's feel it let's know it it reveals its uh, I want to say hidden qualities you know some things they taste good that's like very immediately available it's not hidden it's a specific characteristic you can some things are cold. (laughs) you feel it's cold but there are these other characteristics that are a little bit more hidden, and why we come here and try to pacify the mind, calm the mind that is discursive and telling things what they are or should be, you know. And we calm this a little bit, and we tune in. We become careful. We treat carefully. We g- we give careful attention to what's there, whatever is it it is—a turning, a flushing. Uh, longing, it will reveal its ephemeral nature. In superficial attention, it's not revealed. It's hidden. I don't, I don't, I don't see that it's a passage. It's not revealed to me because I jump to the next thing very quickly. You know, like I described, I think, here the other day. So I I see, like in my life, let's say I'm sitting here, there's no problem. Let's put it just like a kind of a... I'm just sitting here and the bell rings and I'm going to the dining hall. And in the dining hall, I'm like maybe the 17th person, more or less, in the line. My mind hooks to that problem. This is a problem. I'm 17. This is a real problem right now. <laughs> and then when I'm not 17 anymore, I'm first, you know, at that point, you know. Then I get to the I get to the cornbread. <laughs> then you would think my problems have been solved. But this—the fact that it was impermanent—that 17th is a problem—is not. I dismissed it. I, I was not there. I was not like attentive to that arising. It's gone. Now my problem is reaching the next thing. Yeah. And and so I'm I'm a little bit like a little monkey. I'm, I jump to the n- next thing, and I don't notice that the other is gone because I'm just becoming, becoming becoming the next, now in Pascal, Pascal you know, and I make, it, it's very trivial, you're like, he's so trivial with his, like, salad and corn, <laughs> <laughs> cornbread waiting, it's a device, honey. <laughs> 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 I'm using this to talk about all the other stuff, you know. And so if we slow down and pay attention, we'll notice the arising of that thing. And if we stay there and don't hook up to the next thing, you know, and if we, and that takes work, that's why there's a few days here. So we can calm enough to stay, to stay and not hook up to the next thing, just stay. We'll see the arising of something and the death of it. Even more hidden, I think. it's this characteristic that uh, Bonnie talked about of um, Anatta or this this is far out you can't think this you can't think your way into this it needs really careful attention intimacy high quality encounter with reality to notice that things are not personal otherwise of course they they that's not how they appear that's absolutely counterintuitive but to actually slow down enough pay attention enough to notice how things arise due to conditions it's so amazing i don't know why this comes to mind but i remember on a retreat one time There's a series of events. It's always in the dining hall. What's going on for me there? (laughs) So I was doing a walking meditation in the dining hall one evening, very quietly walking, walking. And the bell rings. So my mind is quiet, just attentive, nothing outstanding, standing out, whatever the word is here. But there, you know, kind of stable, stepping, stepping. The bell rings i want to go straight towards the doorway to reach the 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 meditation hall but there's somebody sweeping so very conditional like i'm trying to reach the meditation so bell rings meditation hall is the goal start walking somebody's sweeping so because somebody's in the door i take another door that's not here it's somewhere else I I go towards another door, but that other door includes that there's a a fridge next to it for retreatants' needs, you know. And so I was was not going for the fridge, but the fridge came to me by accident. (laughs) So I was going for the meditation hall, person is sweeping, I, I go in the other direction, and as I cross the door, I see the fridge, so arises the desire to just check, is there something new that the cook have put there for, (laughs) you know. So so I open the door and I see that somebody suddenly has claimed a whole whole, uh, shelf and they put their name and they kind of own the shelf. So there's a hundred of us and like four shelves and somebody owns a shelf. (laughs) This is my perception because I don't know the story, you know. But suddenly I become enraged <laughs> and self-righteous. Um, How dare they? People, you know, and uh, I, I know, I know, I know a lot about this person. <laughs> I, I don't even know the name, I've never seen it. I, it there's not, no information in the name for me, but I can make things up i'm i'm, I'm self sufficient you know <laughs> and I continue towards the hall totally angry, enraged <laughs> by the injustice in the world, you know, but th- because of the space and the practice the prior practice suddenly just become apparent the f- series of events, unfortunate <laughs> events, <laughs> that led to... And I don't know why, it, like, it blew my mind. Wow, if there hadn't been sweeping, there wouldn't be rage. <laughs> so should I be angry at the sweeper? <laughs> no, that's not the question. That, what came to mind, um, sorry. What came to mind, Like how it appeared to me was like, wow, this emotion is so dependent it's so it looks strong and powerful and righteous and all this and it's so dependent it depends on a sweeper being in a doorway at that time or not do you see what I mean now it sounds more like conceptual and I thought about this but this was like more of an insight it just like hit me suddenly like and after I put the words to it but it was a really strong impression wow wow like I'm gonna actually go on that, what do you call the what the monkey go on, vine. vine? I'm gonna go on that thing, but that thing is like so dependent. Do you see what I mean? In a much more dramatic way, I've se- I've seen my father have the same insight. And you might recognize something in there, and I hope it's okay to to share this. But that's, I, I I'm this mind with its capacities right now is judging that it's okay to share this. So my uh, uh, father uh, was going on a on a little trip with uh, a few friends, and they decided that the trip they were going to do was to. Um, do a kind of a loop. They would go to, you know, towards that city and that park and, and, and come back like this. So that's what they agreed on. You know? And so they said, one morning at that time, let's meet at this place and then we're going to go on our little day adventure you mm-hmm. know, with their friends. And uh, so they met at that corner and just at the second where they were going to take the left to go there, somebody said, hey, there's a really good place for breakfast on this other side let's go there and let's do the the whatever loop on the other side you know because we can go there and have breakfast and on the way there there was a situation where there was an accident and one of the friends died and my father one of the things that shocked him was the kind of fragility like the life and death of this person depended On a slight little movement of the mind saying like oh fried eggs right you know how and i don't know if how he worked it out you know but i know that i've heard him repeat a number of times in the first few months of losing his friend in the grieving process how 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 is like existing so existing my friend you know and it's like 50 uh, some years of friendship and somebody really existing this person this friend so existed when they existed and now this is so weird and and the, one of the conditions is that little idea that crossed somebody's mind is so unsubstantial. Do you see what I mean? It's just a little thing. A second, if the idea had crossed the mind of the person a second later, they would one would have already been gone on the left. It would be too late. They would, you know? And I remember he kept talking about this. Like, is, is that how life works? And to me, there was something about, it's that conditional. It's that unreliable it's that interwoven it's that fragile and that precious that worthy of care because when it's there it's there and when it's not it's really not you know And so here, we're slowing down, we're paying attention so that we can see, you know, appear self-unworthiness. And it might look like serious and real and an absolute permanent description of oneself. But if we pay attention, we'll see its flickering nature of that particular perception that I'm worth nothing, you know a sit appear and then vanish because of brownie or something else you know and so we have to really tune in to see how things are in existence when they are and worthy of great care because if we have a balanced careful encounter with reality it will reveal to us its nature generously but we have to dive under assumptions, at other, uh, under expectations, under to actually meet reality as it is. So let's just take a moment and let that talk vanish. the meeting with the ephemeral. Um, May the encounter be uh, suffused with kindness and care and tenderness, rather than uh, disconnection, cynicism, maybe fear. Thank you so much for your consideration. Uh, and uh, as we leave the hall uh, to go towards uh, the meal, I invite you to uh, to pay particular attention to personal space and communal space. We talked about this uh, this morning and the way, the speed we move at. Uh, but uh, also here, uh, we you know, we share a lot of space together. There's, there's not l- much left of the personal, you know. So be careful with things here, uh, use your own space, you know, and uh, in the where the cl- coats are and stuff. Like, let's be really, really careful about uh, the impact we can have on each other, uh, th- threading or sharing uh, the space. And one of the ways that you might see other practice that we didn't name here uh, is that, in a way, to give personal space. If we have a, one of the way to actually offer uh the solitude and the personal space to people uh, to the practitioners around us uh one of the ways we practice sometimes here and you might play with this a little bit is to lower the gaze and so when we walk around we uh, there's a way that we can be very generous and lower the gaze a little bit and say i'm giving you your full space so you don't have to put on a social mask or feel like uh, You have to present or that somebody's you know like so i'm gonna lower my gaze a little bit and offer you the space as you you know you know gather your meal or walk about you know i'm gonna offer you the space of freedom to be in this uh, whatever room or space outside so play with that and see how even it resonates to hear that suggestion okay bon appetit